Welcome to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast. Well, welcome, Deborah Mendes, the Conscious Nature Connector. She helps overwhelmed CEOs and business owners deal with change and reconnect back to their true and powerful selves. She's also a forest bathing guide and a natural mindfulness facilitator. Deborah, many thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Ness, and I'm, I'm you know, so happy you've provided this platform and that you know, I'm able to share my voice, so thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Great, you're welcome. I mean, you've got a, a great business model there, and I love the fact that you bring people together through nature and help business owners feel less overwhelmed through connecting with nature. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and how it works? Yeah, I mean, you've just used the word bring people together. And I think in order for us to um, get out of where we are at, we need to be together and to have like deeper conversations and to connect um, at a deeper, more human level. So we have so many hats on and um, we're very attached to our identities. And one of the things that I help people with is to actually step out of those hats mm-hmm. for a while and go into like, a, I call it a liminal space over a threshold. Uh, which you can do anywhere on the tube, in a in the forest, and um, to to actually just go back to their their true and powerful selves. And it, it is a we do have a symbiotic relationship with, with 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 nature. So to understand how we can work with nature, and in doing that, we connect back to ourselves in, in that whole process. Um, the first activity that I do with people is I ask people to write a letter to nature. Okay. What would it be? What sort of what sort of letter? Would it be a love letter or a letter of apology or a, a love, you know, asking out for a date or something? Um, and then they I ask them to write a letter to themselves, and um, it's quite a powerful exercise, and they're very sort of um, grateful for for the for the question to do some self reflection and and to see the sort of similarities between the two. Um, do you do that outside or do you do that inside? I mean, is, it, is there like an experience of outside or, or what, how does it work? Yeah, so um, one of my, um, I have something called an ACE method and A stands for access. So it's for everybody, um, whether you're in your home, um, in your garden or looking out of a balcony, walking along the street, the intention is for it to be inclusive yeah. and accessible rather than not to replace nature but to complement it but obviously there's some people who just cannot get out and um, you know I'm also helping people in my company who just want a bit of a refresher between their calls um, for example so um, yeah it's it's all encompassing. Okay and so what is it about nature though that's that's really that's made you sort of dedicate your business life to helping others have a healthier and, and happier life? Well, nature's always really been a big part of my life. Yeah. And um, it really helped me. Um, I had two burnouts, let's say. Physi- what the first one was a physical one, as well as mental and spiritual, emotional one. In those times, I really had to slow down and um, listen much more to my body. And um, I found that nature really helped me. It, help, it held me. It helped me process my emotions. Um, it nurtured me, it taught me. Yeah, it really helps. I used to get brain fog and it sort of helps with cognitive function. Um, so there was, it helps on so many different levels. And 
I mean, obviously nature does help us in many ways. As you say, you go past the science. I mean, the science has proven it and then you go beyond that and it's like something you can't quite put your finger on. But, you know, even if you're not a scientist, you still can relate to it. I mean, how have you seen people change through engaging with nature? Yeah, every single session. When I did my forest bathing in uh, Wimbledon Common in southwest London, we had... Um, it was one of my first ones. She, she, I said, it was just after my training, and I said, "Well, you know, let's let's see how it goes." And uh, I was just staggered at um, her her um, creativity and intuition was on steroids. She said, <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, she afterwards she launched um, a massive project. She sort of felt a lot more sort of grounded and stronger and calmer inside, and then mm-hmm. something came from that in that week. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, one of the things is that whatever's happening in your life, nature can be a mirror. Mm-hmm. And so she saw this image was on her mind, but she she saw it through looking at a nature scene. Um, it was actually some pine cones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she saw those as people and and her community, and we we talked about that. And I often have people say, you know, how much you notice when you look and stop and um, then people think well what else am I not noticing and then that really makes them think Mm. one person said well I just want to control things all the time Mm. and this is just showing me that actually you know you've got to be much more fluid and in flow Mm. so it was more of a reflection of what was going on for her Mm. Um, so many things another lady we we watched a a nature video um, for three minutes it was um, flat water with some rain mm-hmm. uh, and we were watching the, the circles ripple effects mm-hmm. and um, she went oh my god I've just had a major aha moment <laughs> 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 and something that had been in the back of her head suddenly popped out yeah because she'd completely rested her her brain and, and you know she she'd yeah. got back to her subconscious yeah. just from watching a video for three minutes mm-hmm. um, so, you know, these things can be really um, transformational even after three minutes of an activity, 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's really nice. I mean, you say nature can be a mirror. I mean, I mean, often we talk about um, like the, tra- you know, they say this sort of nature, the sort of transience of nature, the seasons change. And so when you're, if, you know, if you're, in, you know if, you're, if you're up the wall and you're really stressed, you kind of, you look at nature and you see how, how it always is always changing it's always fluid as you say so you think well okay I've got to let go because it's not going to be here tomorrow it's going to be fine you know I can just I just yeah. need to know it's going to change um, but actually as you say using pine cones for instance and seeing symbols and things and how it triggers things in the subconscious I think yeah. um, I think it's a fantastic thing how we can and how what you're doing is trying to encourage responses to the natural world I think yeah. that's fantastic when we spoke last week you mentioned that we would do well to to include nature as a new healthy habit um obviously with all the lockdown thing I mean I don't know about you but I've I seem to have put on a stone <laughs> um, oh yeah oh my Definitely. word and so yeah so I, I really do need to kind of obviously I, I do eat healthy anyway but I, I think I just need to move more <laughs> Is it as a kind of healthy habit and if we're well beyond lockdown? I mean, why, why do you think we should be including nature? And, and what do you think that would look like for people, for the average family or for the average worker? How would they include nature as a, as a new healthy yeah. habit? Well, nature is very much, it's, it, I'd say it's nature, society and health all go together. And what I was feeling when I, people left my walks was, don't go, you know, I can help you so much more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lightened, but 
what happens when you go back mm-hmm. and so I, I'm real you know let's be real here and if you sort of say oh, I'm going to transform your life it's this it's you know people don't really want to change all that you know it's about making very very atomic micro changes to your everyday um, there's something called habit stacking um, so you might already have a habit or a routine or something and then you can tag this idea of con- um, connection so it's, it's about being much slower and stiller and noticing to something you already do I mean, some people say you know something like yoga so I'm, I'm actually doing yoga in the golden lockdown because my studio shot and I'm actually doing a bit of forest bathing at the same time um, because uh, when we're doing savasana and uh, looking up at the trees um, and the birds singing I can hear the birds more and the smells of the garden I can smell mm-hmm. much more so yeah. in fact while I'm doing my yoga I'm actually experiencing the garden in a different way through all my senses than I would do normally mm-hmm. so there's no extra time involved with that there's also um, a book I found out yesterday called the adventurer's guide to forest bathing mm-hmm. so okay. even if you active like kayaking because I do kayaking mm-hmm. um, there's a way then that you can tag that onto your normal activities and um, certainly for me when I kayak yeah. sometimes you know I want to do racing up and down and sometimes I just want to be slower mm. um, but what I would say is at the end of a session if you're if you're doing exercise for example to just put some time aside like 10 minutes um, to notice or to you know if you're on your run for example mm-hmm. um, and you see something to stop for, for a while and be with that experience you know um, beautiful flower or a bee doing its business um, you know take a picture so there are ways that you can um, incorporate things um, you know walking down the street stop don't worry about what people think of you in fact I'm always walking down Hutney High Street you know um, smelling a rose and actually you have to be quite careful because it you know when when we're back to normal everyone goes really fast down that road so you have to make sure you're on the side <laughs> and i'll stop every day and smell up that rose and that's one of the nicest parts of my day my most joyous and but people smile when i'm doing it they can see me on the bus doing it and they smile at me yeah. and so i get that nice connection so you know it's about thinking about um, opportunities and prompting yourself Mm-hmm. Um, to do things um, you talk about losing weight so there's something called dual goaling mm-hmm. so once you get in the psychology of you know achieving like losing weight for example you might want to ta- tag on another um, goal with it and that complements it so um, for example when you're when you start to slow down your your metabolism starts to reach um, come back into your, its homeostasis mm-hmm. to rebalance um, and so the two things complement each other, but also psychologically, you think, oh, you know, I, I'm I'm doing this, and so you're more in the mood to do something else, kind of thing as well. And it, it's called dual goaling. And so it makes sense, really. And just say, you know, if you kind of you, you're going to get out and do one thing, you may as well, you know, if you can combine it with two things, it kind of also gives you that extra little boost, and you know, give you an impetus to to actually get up and and do it, doesn't it? You think, well, I'm not just doing one thing; I'm going to actually help myself 
twice, twofold. <laughs> so we're bringing it back to offices and workplaces. And I'm sort of conscious that we're all going to go back to work. I mean, um, right. people are going to be back in the office and things are going to change. I mean, some people are obviously working from yeah. home and they're changing their interiors. I mean, obviously nature helps people thrive. And, and I, I, I talked to a lot of designers about biophilic design and how elements of biophilic design in offices and workplaces, especially, and, and at home, um, are essential for our imagination, you know, and it obviously helps with our focus and our stress levels and obviously much more. I mean, how can nature help business owners? Um, I mean, what aspects of nature can they incorporate and how can they do that? Yeah, um, first of all, it's um, an awareness that um, different spaces have different energies. And so I help people, um, whether it's without a nature or inside, really sense it into what that energy is. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you might want to feel like a bit more reflective and a bit like you need to process something emotionally. Mm-hmm. In which case, you, you want to be in a in a sort of safe, supported, um, held space, which mm-hmm. is often under a canopy of a tree, or in a forest, or in a, um, a cove of a, um, a beach. So it's kind of a bit more of a contained space. Mm-hmm. Other times, you might want to um, feel more expansive or free. Um, you want to, you know. Um, be more creative mm-hmm. and um, those spaces would be more um, looking out on meadows or views um, where, where you feel like you know you want to put your arms out and go yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> and so you know it's just about being aware about different spaces how they make you feel yeah. and then taking that back into your home for example yeah with offices I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, I, I know it's sort of biophilia is, is, it's all very sensory. It's not just about having some plants or some pictures, no. it's, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps with collaboration and people are much happier. There's less conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, um, I know a lady who does, she, um, she says the power of flowers and um, she says carnations are really good flower. Mm-hmm. Um, help people talk and so often you have carnations at a table mm-hmm. and that's um, because it, it helps people with communication you know, people are just much happier their mood in, improves they can think more clearly it's all scientifically proven you know productivity goes up mm-hmm. um, people can focus more it can be anywhere you know it can be at your computer screen <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can have um, you know a wooden mouse um, mm-hmm. You can substitute that. You can have like some natural objects on your desk, some stone or you know something wood. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're working for all the different elements. So you can actually create your own space. Um, but yeah, you know, creativity, focus, productivity, collaboration. Mm-hmm. Those are sort of the key, the key ones, and just to you know feel good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you're saying sort of natural objects on your desk. I mean, I, I'm sure our listeners as well do this, but you know, when you, when you go out and I'm sure you do, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but when, you go, I, when I go out, I kind of, I often bring back a stick or a branch or a, or a pine cone yeah. or a conker or something. I've yeah. still got conkers here from last year and you know, they're in yeah. my sort of thing on my desk next to me and you know, I've got like rattan and loads of wood stuff. And yeah, I think it's, um, it's just, it's, it's nice. It's kind of, it just, it just does something to you, doesn't it? It just reconnects. It's, it's not harsh. It's warm and welcoming and, and comfort. You know, it's, it's, you recognize it, don't you? I suppose sort of nature. Yeah. It, it acts as an anchor. So yeah. 
and it anchors you back and it can also give you memories of when you were out as well okay. yeah. yeah true um i mean obviously as, as you know which we are coming out of lockdown and um i mean as people all over the world sort of facing this sort of challenge and how can we use nature to make a difference obviously we're all sort of coping with change we're feeling overwhelmed and we also probably need to think creatively about what our new roles are going to be and, and how we're going to cope with a family change, for instance. And how can we use nature to uh, make a difference to that process? It's really to, first of all, um, start to be very much more strong within ourselves because before we're strong and calm, coming from a, a, a place of inner calm without fear or anxiety or, or being able to um, live with uncertainty or to accept the unknown mm -hmm. we cannot move forward so the first step is to step into that strong space mm -hmm. and then from there you can start to work at look at the opportunities feel that that abundance inside you that then can attract those opportunities because you're more aware of them and notice them more and to have those because you're feeling better in yourself the interactions with people are better mm -hmm. and that sort of, again creates more opportunities and yeah it's, it's about really evolving and adapting innovating and and thinking of different ways that you can you know you're you're able to then make those changes and and empower your change what you can change Mm -hmm. and not wait for you know the systems to change yeah. but do the things you can change and and you know really take that responsibility yourself mm -hmm. um i mean i spoke i was i met yesterday a um someone who has a his own company he's he mentions bikes mm -hmm. and so of course he's he 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 lost some work um because the contracts were in offices mm. um and yeah he's pretty much on the verge of burnout um because he's worrying about you know he's accepting all work mm. whereas the process i'm planning on taking him on it's like being a tree um let's get ourselves our roots in the ground firm and strong and wise and from there we can branch out into different avenues and see those opportunities because for example with him he's actually you know i see him you know having a sitting on a gold mine at the moment being able to mend bikes yeah. uh, but you know sometimes you can't see the wood from the trees and you need to get in that place first mm -hmm. where you know you're you're in, in that strong space mm -hmm. with that uncertainty then to see those opportunities in a different way and to think more clearly mm -hmm. without having a panic yeah yeah i think that's really nice you say you know to be like a tree have your roots in the ground ground yourself um and then branch out it's kind of it's a really nice metaphor to as you say to use nature in that way i mean yeah. if you were going to advise our listeners to do one thing to connect with nature today what would it be we've talked about the fact that you know we 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 can empower ourselves you know, notice nature, slow down, stop, recognise those moments. It could be when a sunset is happening outside your window and you're, you're at your computer. Just stop for a few minutes and watch that sunset. But also, you know, if you, if you, if you feel like you need help, then find those resources and support to 
explore different ways and, and ways of thinking as well. And then you know, it's, it, it is not just systematic um, individual, it is systematic. So, um, you know, if there are is there anyone who thinks about, you know, bringing it into companies and, you know, for example, with biophilia, it, 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 there's so many ways mm-hmm. that we can either help ourselves or help other people. And it's a question of doing it together. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Journal of Biophilic Design podcast.